Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. You know, I'm the talent. Right, of course. Except I'm the talent. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on this Monday. It's the Guy Benson Show. Glad to have you here. GuyBensonShow.com is our website. The podcast is always free. On the world of sports, I have to say, my beloved Northwestern Wildcats, college football, it is uh, ugly. Ugly. One and ten. The only win being in Ireland. The game in Dublin to start the season that I attended. We thought things might be really good this year after that one, beating Nebraska, and then they've lost ten consecutive games. In fact, they've lost 16 of the last 17 games that they've played. And they haven't won on U.S. soil since mid-October of last year, 2021. It is bad. So I'm just taking my lumps. Bleed purple, but man, some changes need to happen in Evanston. Meanwhile, I'm a big New Jersey Devils fan in hockey. They're playing really well. 12 consecutive wins for the young and exciting Devils. So that's great. I do, though, have to ask a different sports-related question to producer Christine. Because as you may recall, in recent months, she has become fully enamored with NFL football. Just a passionate, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, NFL fan. And this was a surprise to us after many years of ambivalence to hostility toward football. Something happened. Lightning struck. She became a fan. She was casting about for a team to support. And she was all excited about going to the Giants-Lions game at the Meadowlands in New Jersey this past weekend, just yesterday. And unfortunately for the Giants, I'm a Giants fan, although I'm not like a huge NFL fan. If I had to pull for any team, it's the Giants. They got beaten pretty soundly by the lowly Lions at home. Not a good look. Christine, were you at the game, which I know was your stated intention here on the air? I was not at the game. No, you weren't because you were talking about it, right? You asked Bobby to get tickets. I'm not hallucinating that, correct? Nope, nope. Huge fan. I mean, look how my line showed up. Huge fan. Um, you know, just scheduling. Uh, things got in the way, unfortunately. But, you know, mm. go Lions. Detroit. Yeah, although you had also said that you weren't a Detroit Lions fan because of how bad they were. So I'm not really sure if I'm buying this. I'm actually more curious, Christine, about this. Have you been watching football religiously these last few weeks? Is the is the thrill, is the burning passion still with us? I wouldn't say it's burning. You know, that passion may have just subsided just a little bit. But uh, Bobby mm. and I did go out to dinner last night. We were sitting at the bar eating, and we were watching football. So we were watching the Cowboys game. And, it, I mean, it, if I can sit down and watch a game, I'm still really interested and, you know, obviously I'm talking to everybody around me, you know, talking about the game. But, um, you know, like that where I remember I kept saying to you, I'm going to stay home on Sundays and watch every game with my husband. Yes. Yeah, no, that hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah, that's over. That's over. So I think when you told Bobby, 
hey, I love football now. Let's get Giants tickets. I think he probably smiled and said, okay, honey, and patted you on the head. And then kind of like a parent and a child, like where a child is obsessed with a toy, and then the parent knows that that excitement is just going to go away in a matter of weeks. He just sort of punted, so to speak, the purchase of tickets, knowing you quite well and assuming that your deep, profound interest in NFL football would just kind of peter out relatively soon and he wouldn't waste the money. And it seems like if that's what he did, it was a pretty smart fiscal move. So, yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. Bobby knows mm-hmm. I have like a, a, a two-week shelf life on things. And then, you know, just it fades away. Yeah, whether it's football, whether it's certain interesting toys or passion projects or whether it's being a class mom. I mean, it's like about two weeks is the extent of your interest that can be held. We're all learning this. I have to jump in here really quick. I can confirm her interest in football is still there because most Mondays she comes in and asks about like a handsome coach. And that's pretty much her answer. She's like, who's that guy from the Vikings? He's oh, very yeah. handsome. Yeah, that guy. Oh, my gosh. the He's like a young coach on the Vikings. What a cutie cute. Have you moved past your crush on the Rams coach, no. Christine, already? No, he's my number one, just in case he's listening. You'll always be number one. I don't even remember his name. What was it? Well, he kind of looks He looks a tiny bit like Jimmy Fallon. You know, people say that. I don't know if I necessarily see that. But Our um, colleague here yeah. at Fox, he's yeah. kind of like Jimmy. I think Jimmy would say if he were a little bit more svelte, he could be a pretty dead ringer there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's, I, that's not me saying anything about Jimmy. Jimmy has made that exact point himself. I'm just noting that and also pointing out that you have a new football coach crush. You can add that to the list, although in two weeks probably, just guessing, you'll have a new one. So I just want to I just want to update the audience on your uh, really deep seated excitement about NFL football, which is I, I guess perhaps evolving into something a little bit different. Meanwhile, I did mention this right before the break, and I tweeted about it last night. Poor Roy, our dog, our little Bedlington Terrier, Adam's out of town for various reasons, family stuff with with the Thanksgiving holiday coming up. So I'm sort of in charge of the house. And in charge of Roy, and everything was going perfectly fine until the furnace stopped working, and Roy started throwing up everywhere all over the house. And it seemed like he would find the whitest fabric surface to throw up on. He would just, you know, sort of walk around to find the least convenient deposit location and then do his thing. He had, I think, too much of a treat. He wasn't supposed to eat the whole thing. I think he ate the whole thing, and he's fine. He's much better today. But, boy, last night was not a pleasant experience where I had these, like, cleaners that I was spraying everywhere. And I I won't get into the graphic details, but the washing machine got quite a workout last night. The couch needed some scrubbing. The bedspread needed a lot of help. And I'm hoping that today will be less dramatic and less traumatic and Christine, is this like kind of what it feels like to be a parent? Oh, yes. But at least Roy wasn't screaming, crying through the whole That's thing. True. So- and he didn't get me sick because your daughter gets you sick seemingly anytime you're like, Megan's under the weather. Two days later, you're like, oh, cookies, struggling. It is, you'll, you'll see down the road, it is the worst because 
every time your kid gets sick, I would say 99% chance you're going to get something. I mean, it was even worse when she was little, when she first started daycare. I once got hand, foot, and mouth disease. Have you ever even oh, heard of that before? I have. It was I, I don't know horrible. exactly what that means, but I've heard of it. It doesn't sound good. You were just sick last week, and you're sounding better. I am. I am. This is a slow go, though. Um, I'm actually excited because I just booked Dr. Nicole Sapphire for tomorrow, and I, I, I have some questions for her because my husband's still sick. My daughter's still, you know, trying to get over it. This is, we're going on weeks now, and I've heard about a lot of people out there. There's something going around, and it is lasting a long, long well, time. I do wonder if given you and your proclivities, does it take two weeks to get over? Because you get over everything in two weeks. <laughs> it's so true. Back. If Bobby's listening right now, he would laugh because the running joke is Bobby cannot <laughs> believe he's still around. Yes, right. He's the one thing that has outlasted two weeks. Yes. Because you're in your second decade. I know exactly. It's like, is that, I mean, congratulations to you both, but it's like congratulations question mark to him. Oh, we love Bobby. Looking forward to seeing him down at the Christmas party. We hope. Although yep. I, I st- nope, we're going to be coming? there. We're yep, we're both there. And just so you know, we can talk about this next week. But we're I'm back to co-hosting the party. We'll work out the details next week. Oh, happy day! Oh, happy day! Although I've also heard less happy day. There's some tension with Judgy Joyce, your mother, ahead of Thanksgiving. We don't have time for it today, but I think we need to get to that tomorrow, especially now that I am. I think, once again, your only therapist because you have to break up with Roy, your current therapist, due to an insurance issue. So your unlicensed, uncompensated therapist will have to weigh in on this current stress that you're having, this issue with your mother related to Thanksgiving. I will enter it with an open mind, even though I generally side with Bobby and Judgy Joyce every time over you. We'll see what happens tomorrow, same time, same place during the home stretch here on The Guy Benson Show. Have a great night. We will talk to you then. Home stretch. Here two days before Thanksgiving on the Guy Benson Show. I'm a very excited person because I'm such a Thanksgiving fan, as you're aware. And one thing that I give thanks for every year, these last few years, is our free podcast, which I hear about so often from so many of you who check it out on demand every day, no charge. We do appreciate that. GuyBensonShow.com our online source for all of our content, including that podcast. Tune in tonight. I'll be on Special Report with Brett Bayer on the panel right around 6.45 Eastern time. That's on Fox News Channel. And at least for now, you never know with live TV, but I'm scheduled to be on America's Newsroom in the morning, sometime in the 9 a.m. Eastern hour with Bill and Dana or whoever's filling in on America's Newsroom also on Fox News Channel. So hope to see you this evening and again tomorrow on The Tube. Meanwhile, here at the show, producer Christine has a bone to pick, again, with her mother, Judgy Joyce. And I've sort of been partially briefed on what happened, but I haven't gotten all the details exactly. So, Christine, you are miffed with mom, and you recently... I have been in the process of breaking up with your therapist because he no longer takes your insurance, so it's too expensive. So I am once again thrust into the role of unlicensed, uncompensated, and sometimes unwilling therapist for you. And it seems like this is something that we can work through together. So please explain what has happened here. Okay, let me paint you a little picture. 
Uh, let's flash back to Thanksgiving of 2021. Uh, Christine and Bobby hosted. It was our final Thanksgiving in the home. We had just announced that we were selling the house and we wanted one big last hurrah. So Bobby's family comes from Boston. My family comes from Philadelphia, Long Island, New Jersey. We have a nice Thanksgiving. But the one thing that we had told everybody before they sat down for the bird was there was going to be no bird. We oh, were doing right. A we were doing a prime rib instead of turkey. Oh, I believed we talked about this a We lot. did. I had forgotten, Christine, there are so many things that I, <laughs> they, they come in and out of my mind. I had forgotten this one. You hosted Thanksgiving and did not offer turkey on Thanksgiving as an alleged American in the United States of America, and you instead created some sort of delicious roast beast, which is fine, but not even a turkey offering on Thanksgiving. Nope. This is all coming back to me now. And I was, of course, strongly opposed to this plan. It was sacrilegious, frankly, for this secular American holiday. And yet you decided to move forward with that, I think, ill-advised decision anyway, as you so often do, despite my good advice. Okay, so then what was, like, the reaction? So nobody really said much to us. My in-laws loved it. Like, they were so gung-ho. My mother... I should have known better because sometimes my mom, usually my mom voices her opinion and she lets everybody know, but sometimes she holds back. I should have known when she was like really silent on this, that this was actually a problem. So mm -hmm. flash forward to this year, we are now in an apartment so we cannot host Thanksgiving, you know, for like 15, 20 people. So my mother is hosting and my in-laws again are coming down family from Long Island, family from Pennsylvania, you know, the whole crew. Now, my mother, my sister must have taught her recently how to use group texting because my mom did not know how to do any of this. She's kind of like me with the technology. Yeah, I can um, see where that comes from. <laughs> so my sister... Does she have a must... remote control on her television or does she still get up and, like, literally change the channel manually? So her remote, actually, it's funny you say that because we went to visit her on Saturday night and we were trying to watch Home Alone. And I said, Mom, I can't hear the TV. And she like, gets up and she's like, yeah, I don't know where the volume button is. And my husband's like, Joyce, it's on the remote. The remote wasn't working and she, she couldn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. So now, thank God, hopefully she's not listening. We're going to get her a nice TV for Christmas. But like anyway. Mother like daughter. Yes. Okay. <laughs> got it. So, okay. Continue with the story. She's going to be hosting. She's going to be hosting. So now my sister must have taught her recently how to, you know, like, you know, on, like you have family group chats on your, yeah, you know, we have a, we have a group chat. So my mom decided, <laughs> I don't think she understood like group chat, uh, as opposed to like an email or evite. So she puts, I don't know how many people on this, uh, text message, everybody that's invited to Thanksgiving dinner. And she's like, hi everyone. You know, <laughs> she writes, this is Joyce. It's like, Okay. <laughs> We know who you are. You're our family. And she's like, um, you know, we're look I'm looking forward to hosting. Please arrive at 2 p.m. You all have been given, like, what to bring. And then she wrote in parentheses to everybody, and don't worry, this year there'll be a proper turkey. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, I don't think that she didn't know what she was doing. I think she knew full well that she was publicly shaming you to everyone involved by saying we're going to have a turkey because it's freaking Thanksgiving in the United States. We're going to have that offering at our house this year. Don't you worry. I think that was a very clear, not even like a subtle jab. That was a roundhouse for all the attendees to see, and I am absolutely on board. 
I am so upset. My husband and I, you know, Bobby, he doesn't really care that much, but he knew I was going to be mad. So he called me. He's like, oh, no, did Judgy just ruin your Thanksgiving? And I'm, I actually have no. not said No, no, she, said she has, no, she has improved Thanksgiving. She has saved Thanksgiving, unlike last year, by having an actual Thanksgiving meal. She hasn't ruined anything. She has restored order to what Thanksgiving ought to be. She's doing a great service to everyone. Don't you think that's a... I'm her daughter. Like, don't you think that's a little mean? I mean, I don't know if you know this about me, Guy, but I tend to be sometimes a little sensitive. If you're sensitive and you're having a bunch of people come to your house for Thanksgiving, you at least provide them with turkey or brace for the backlash. And you're getting the backlash. It took a year. Obviously, a lot of people were sort of stewing on this for a year, perhaps listening to the show, listening to me being right about this, and they decided that when the timing was right, unlike a delicious roast turkey, revenge is a dish best served cold, and a full year later you got, I think, what was coming to you from Judgy Joyce, who's just a plain-spoken Jersey gal. Well, and the, one more thing. She calls okay. my husband because she's <laughs> doling out, like, what to tell everybody to bring. So she calls my husband because Bobby's a really good cook. And she's like, oh, Bobby, like, could you just make two sides? You know, maybe, like, your cream corn casserole and green bean casserole, which I can't stand green bean casserole. So I'm trying to oh, convince Bobby not again, to make it. wrong again. Wrong again. It's the most important side dish at Thanksgiving and my favorite. You know, you know what's so funny? I am, like, the one person. I don't like those crunchies on top. You know the ones that are essential. The whole thing is essential. The green beans, the cream and mushroom soup, the little crunchy onion things on top. It is the Mm -hmm. most delicious thing. I eat those as leftovers for like a week and a half so enthusiastically. Mm -mm, I don't like I'm trying to convince him to make some sort of like really good homemade mac and cheese. But I know my mother did not go like she's not going to go for that. She made a request. Unless you want an even more, like, you know, blow up on your phone with some subtexts or subtweets, if you will, in the group text, she has made her correct request very clear. And I think you should go along with that because other people, including your mother, obviously, have much better taste in these things than you. So no persuading Bobby to go off script again. You did that last year. There was obviously a big problem that brewed that for a year. Us. No one said a word. And on top of this, well, I asked Someone my finally did. I mean, I Hold said on. many words. Let the record reflect that I said many words on this show about the necessity of Turkey. Obviously, people disagreed, namely you. Many others agreed, including your mother. And I guarantee you she's speaking for others here. Like, the don't worry thing is not really directed so much at you as it is at everyone else who wanted a proper turkey at their Thanksgiving meal. So she she clung on to that disappointment. And I'm saying... I think that it was a mistake. We can all move past last year's mistake, but don't compound the mistake by taking your incorrect opinion on green bean casserole and imposing it on the dinner party for Thanksgiving because that is a must-have, in my opinion. And Wyatt is nodding along, by the way, on that as well. So we're just saying, Christine, just like let bygones <laughs> be bygones. Don't make the problem worse. That's what I tend to do. That's, why do you think I'm in therapy? That's yeah, what I, I do. Know, I but I'm, I'm trying once again to help. I'm trying to help avoid making problems worse because it's one day. This is the other thing that drives me crazy sometimes about folks who want to get totally weird and outside the box on their Thanksgiving dinner. If you don't like the traditional Thanksgiving feast, 
you have 364 days a year to cook anything else. Your roast beef or whatever it was, your mac and cheese. I know mac and cheese is a big part of Thanksgiving for a lot of people, especially in the South. But you can go rogue and be super creative whenever you want. You can even do a Thanksgiving meal tweaked in the middle of March for some reason if you want to. But as a traditionalist, especially around this holiday, for the love of God, just leave the traditional feast alone. It is perfect for one day a year, and if it's not your favorite, you can suck it up for one day and let the rest of us actually enjoy it. Does that make sense? I guess so. I'll try. I'll think about it a little more. But, you know, also, I called her and said, Mom, what can I make? You asked Bobby to make things. Do you want me to bake something? Do you want me to cook something? And she goes, oh, I don't know, Chris. Just roll up some hot dogs and bring them. <laughs> that's all she thinks I can handle. <laughs> like yeah, like pigs in a blanket? Yes. <laughs> I mean, those are good, and someone has to make them. You can just buy the frozen ones, probably, and heat them up in the oven. And you can be like, look what I did, Ma. And then she'll be proud of you, and she'll have a turkey this time, so everything will be fine. You can also make Cosmos. How about that? She doesn't drink, but I do. Oh, that's so. right. Oh, th- don't worry. There'll be, there'll be plenty, plenty of booze there. So what is your favorite side dish for Thanksgiving? Because I was tweeting a little bit about this last night, and I know you saw my preferences. We know your incorrect opinions already. Can you maybe redeem yourself a little bit with this answer, your favorite Thanksgiving dish. And follow-up question, if you had to choose either gravy or cranberry sauce, you could only have one, which one would you choose? Oh, I'd probably, oh, no, you can't. I guess gravy, because if I'm going to have to have the turkey, i got to pour a lot of gravy on it. Mm. So I guess gravy I'll is take- a def- I, I would probably say cranberry sauce, but especially our homemade version of it. But gravy is a defensible answer here. I'll allow it. And then your favorite side? I would say stuffing would probably have to be my favorite side. My grandparents made, like, the Italian stuffing, like, with, like, sausage in it and stuff. Oh, Ooh, it was delicious. That's good. No, that's really oh, good. So okay, that's, good. A, that's a good answer. I probably have a different answer. I mean, you know green bean casserole is at the very top for me. Wyatt, do you have a favorite side dish? Yes, green bean casserole. Green bean casserole. Excellent, Wyatt. Well done as usual. Dan, what about you? Mashed potatoes all the way. Mashed potatoes and gravy yeah. and peas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pe- oh. Peas. Yeah, you make a little volcano, like a little hole in the mashed potatoes, and you put the peas in, and then you put the gravy like lava. We have a six-year-old running the board here at the Guy Benson <laughs> Show, apparently. We, we just discovered that. But mashed potatoes, also very solid. But the good news is you don't need to have just one. You don't need to have just a favorite. To me, it's the whole thing. The whole thing, and it's Thursday, it's so soon, and then we can finally start talking about Christmas, eventually. Not just yet. Catch me tonight, special report, tomorrow America's Newsroom. It's the Guy Benson Show. Thanks for listening. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.